Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. I actually heard somebody uh, uh, wish someone a Merry Christmas today. And mm. it felt too soon. Were they canceled? No, no, there's no... That's <laughs> because of the war on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Happy holidays is what you say. Okay. No, that, that's not really a thing here, Happy Holidays. Um, oh. It does t- tends to be Merry Christmas. I, 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 so, Seasons Greetings is a thing. Oh, that's think, a nice one. <laughs> I think Happy Holidays is starting to find its way a little bit more, but it is mostly me- like Merry Christmas has remained mm. in the United Kingdom as the, mm-hmm. the kind of casual term for this time of year. Uh, seasons Greetings is nice, but that's a weird thing to say to someone. It's like, <laughs> thanks for coming in today. Seasons Greetings! And then you walk away. <laughs> like, really weird. People would think you were mad. It'd be very strange. But anyway, uh, all this to say, it is time for the biannual Thoroughly Considered Gift Guide. Mm. I Why thought bi-annual? we did this every year, bi-annual. but we didn't do it last year. We did it the year before. We did we didn't oh, do it, it was last two year? years ago? We did it in 2019. We did not do it oh, in 2020. Man. Whoa. All right. I had this. I, <laughs> I had this. You see, now you are both going through the journey of discovery that I went through <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I wish we could erase 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I don't think we really can, though. Of the gift guide. I mean, 2020 yeah. kind of erased itself. Because we're not going to remember it, really. Drop it down the memory hole. Yep, gone forever. So, Dan, what is what are the rules of the thoroughly considered gift guide? Well, the they're more like guidelines rather the than gift rules. guide guidelines. <laughs> uh, this is why like we don't to... call them guidelines, because then I would have said, <laughs> Dan, what are the guidelines for the gu- gift guideline? <laughs> um, the we each pick three things that we think make good gifts and i like to put the criteria on it that it needs to be something that you've used for a little while at least a year or so so it's not just something that you're kind of infatuated with at the moment but will soon fade away but something that's kind of sturdy and you know that uh has provided value to you for you know an extended period of time it's a very good set of guidelines thank you would you like I to feel go like first? i feel like you just soften them a little bit though a touch yeah yeah it, feel, it some, seemed like some when you introduced there. them it was like one to two years only something you've owned for it's one fi- to it two feels years. like to me dan is going to, to bring something he bought 10 months ago to yeah the that's the what i'm today. feeling that's what i'm I, feeling too but mm-hmm. we shall see mike mm-hmm. we, we shall see mm-hmm. we will see should I quickly uh, discuss my gift giving philosophy? This, <laughs> sure, this actually, you, Dan. Sure. This actually, uh, <laughs> this too is more like a guideline than a uh, philosophy. Uh, there, <sighs> gentlemen, like what? A, shall uh, I? Nope. <laughs> 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 nope. Let's move on. Dan's Go gift corner. Is go it ahead. okay if I go? Yeah, now? please yeah. tell us your go gift giving philosophy. A gift giving guideline. Guideline. Um, 
What I okay? Do you remember uh, that scene in Seinfeld where George is um, being offered a pair of Super Bowl tickets for free as a gift, and he says, "So you're he's like, is hotel included? Is airfare included?" And they're like, "No, it's just the tickets." And he says, "So you're saying I have to fly to Miami and book a hotel? That's not a gift. That's a bill for fifteen hundred dollars." And obviously, this is an example of like George being cheap, and that's why it's funny. But I think there is something instructive in this moment in the show, in that. To me, obviously, this is uh, it's not really philosophy because it, uh, it obviously depends on who the gift is for and, and who the audience is and such. But I like to think about gifts that cause as little amount of upheaval in the recipient's life. So to me, like a really satisfying gift is one that just like slots into their life without asking them to change or conform in any way. So like a good example of this is the pick that I did last year, those super awesome uh, scissors by the company Kai, where it's just like you give someone these scissors and they don't have to change how they're living their life. You've just given them an instant upgrade to like the scissors they've already had. And I would say maybe like a counter example to this would be like an Instant Pot or like a bread maker or something where it's like, okay, if you're going to do this, you have to like change who you are as a person. It's like, oh, I'm an Instant Pot person now. (laughs) And so you that might be a good gift and you might know the person well enough to know that uh, that that's going to fit into their life nicely. But I feel like an error a lot of people make when they're giving gifts is they don't consider, like like I said, like kind of how it fits into their life or what they're going to have to change about their life to accept this gift. Make sense? Thoughts? Agree? Disagree? I, think, I mean, I think that's yeah. an interesting thing to think about. I, uh, almost all my picks will fail that challenge because I realize, <laughs> like, literally, uh, the only thing I buy ever are basically tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, oh, and that's what I want for gifts, too. And so it's often it's something that is, like, you know, cha- kind well, of disrupts are just your life. Good gifts for tool people. You just can't, we, nobody can give any of Tom's gifts to a non tool person. Well, no, but I so I guess I use that term really term really lightly. Like for instance, an instant pot, right? Like it it could be it could be a real game changer for someone, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like aspirational in some ways where it's like, yeah, I know this is a whole thing, but it could be really good. It's like a big ch- you know, it could be a real game changer, right? But I totally get Dan, I mean, I think that's a good. Mm-hmm. I think it is good to keep that in mind. Like mm-hmm. I think that's a good like philosophy in general. But it is, uh, it does kind of limit, I think sometimes it's fun, especially when you're like trying to get a gift for someone who's really hard to like shop for or like, especially other adults who could just kind of buy what they want usually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's fun to kind of poke the bear a little bit and be like, Mm -hmm, I'm getting mm -hmm. you this thing that will like purposefully, you know, and like 
poke you or like, you know, you'll do try something new or something. You know what I mean? So, I yeah, know, I think, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think, uh, what I said is, is best applied to like people that are hard to shop for or people that are not close family or friends. So it's like, uh, you know, a coworker or an acquaintance or mm-hmm. for like a white elephant or something where it's like, you don't have to know them necessarily super well to find something that's going to like fit into their life. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I thought that you were just going to say like, don't buy people gifts that they require other things to make that gift, which I guess also fits, but that is a, mm. an interesting adaptation of the George Costanza rule there of like, <laughs> don't buy somebody a gift that ultimately is an imposition to the way that they live their life. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. I believe they call that a white elephant gift. Mm. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I believe this term. So, okay, Mr. Guideline. Well, okay, and all all three of my picks have a theme, uh, which will reveal itself. Was that Ooh. a guideline? Audience can you guess it by the end? Yeah, it's a, it's a and very the first obvious. person to write in gets all the gifts. <laughs> uh, so my first pick is a a Misan chef's knife. Uh, this is a knife. That was actually given to me as a gift a couple of years ago. And uh, I don't know what to say about it other than it's a really good chef's knife. <laughs> it's uh, super sharp. Uh, I've, you know, I've had it for a couple of years and it maintains its sharpness well. Uh, I had a, uh, I think a Wusthof, uh chef's knife. And this one is actually quite a bit sharper than it. Uh, that and I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, if people don't know this brand, they're like a Kickstarter success oh, story, okay. and uh, their whole thing is kind of like direct to customer, cutting out the retail middleman. Middle so it's like gotta get quali- rid of that middleman, right, no exactly. middleman. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quality. It's it's basically like their pitch is kind of like a hundred and fifty dollar knife for seventy five dollars. Um, okay, and I've been impressed with it. Like, and knives are really nice, cheap. They are really yeah. cheap. Yeah, and it's, it, that's a plastic handle, right, Dan? It's got like a plastic, uh, like the inlay for the handle is plastic. Kind, yeah, it doesn't really feel plasticky, but uh, it, it's not wood. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because we just went, we just we bought we bought our second set of like nice knives since like you know getting married like eleven mm-hmm. years ago or something, mm-hmm. and. We went down the global, like the mm-hmm, global, mm-hmm. that's all just stainless steel because, you know, because we just put them in the dishwasher because we're bad knife stewards. Uh, oh, man. And before before we had like wood handled ones and it was always just kind of like, yeah, isn't this good? It seems like non-organic material handle is the way to go. But yeah. Right, and I'm also way. a, I'm like. I basically only ever use a chef's knife. Uh, like I don't like anything smaller than a chef's. I'll use a serrated knife, obviously, if the like if the situation calls for it. But I don't ever use like paring knives or utility knives or anything like that. I'm just hmm. fully on board with chef's knife. Do you get your knives sharpened? I do. Uh, I uh, yeah. I try to do it like once a year. I have a sharpener too, like a cheap thing. Uh, mm-hmm. 
that was like a wire cutter. Uh, it's it's like that thing that's like six dollars. Like it's not an electric sharpener. It's you just pull like it through. A, you just pull it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try to do that, and I think I've had them sharpen. I try to sharpen like once a year, but I hone after every use. Mm. You should I just learn how that. to use a whetstone. It's not as hard as you think. I, I, can the wet, I do the whetstone thing. So mm. yeah. I, I have a Kramer knife. Um, it's not Seinfeld related. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this was something that Adina bought me. This isn't one of my picks, but I will say I really love my knife. Um, it's like mm. Damascus steel. Mm. It's really beautiful. Um, so I'm, I'm I like that a lot. We did get another knife recently uh, that I like too. I I've been I'm thinking about some maybe upgrading our overall knife uh, selection though because. We like to cook, and I like to have good knives. I do need to sharpen my my Kramer knife, though. I don't mm-hmm. like doing it. Dan, it's annoying. you would, I think you would dig using a Westone to sharpen knives. And there's actually good YouTube videos uh, on, and I could mm-hmm. send you some. But like, I would recommend like the push method, which is like a much mm-hmm. simpler way to do it than tra- traditionally like Westone sharpening, and it's pretty it's pretty great. Mm. And uh, I think you'd like it. It's the investment of a whetstone is like twenty dollars. It's like they're like cheap. Like it's not mm. a big deal. You should you should uh, you should look into that. I'll check it out. Good knife is a good pick, though. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Unless, of course, that person doesn't cook, and now you've just told them they need to cook. If we're going, they by can. The they, well, they can use it to open Amazon packages. I guess <laughs> that would be yeah, incredibly like, dangerous. Throw a tomato in the air, cut it in half. Uh, I do like, not recommend using a chef's knife to open a package. <laughs> do it yeah, in a like, safe way. My knife's always dull, and I don't know why. <laughs> hey, yeah. if we're not going to cook with it, then it doesn't matter if it gets dull. I guess I use it to cut open cans. Look how <laughs> not sharp this knife is. Um, I'll go. Okay. I'll go, Mike. Um, similar. Uh, this is more like a stocking stuffer, really. Uh, and it's a, a milk frother, frother. Um, do you guys know what these things are? Mm. I can send a link. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like one of those things you put in your hand and just twirls a little, um, metal bit at the Uh end and kind of mixes stuff up. Um, that is... They're like $9 on Amazon. Who um, makes your milk frother? I just bought the cheap Amazon one. I just sent the link. It's like okay. some weird, nameless, white-label Chinese company. Power Licks. <laughs> but it's literally... Or when I bought it, it was $9. I guess they're $15. Oh. colors. They don't last long. Whatever. But the thing is... Uh, I don't. If you drink anything where you're combining two, two, two things in a liquid... It's amazing to have one of these. Like, for instance, if you're making an old-fashioned and you, like, want to mix it, like, mix sugar in really quick, or if you want, if you're doing any kind of powdered drink or or just straight-up coffee, even if you have black coffee and you put this thing in there and just get some body in it and some air in it, it makes everything taste better. So I basically use this thing for everything. Like, if if I'm drinking a liquid that's, like, more than one, like, ingredient... I will froth it up because it kind of makes everything taste better, in my opinion. So um, it's a great stocking stuffer because they're literally, I guess they're $15 now, but they're great. And it's just, they, you know, they don't last very long, but they're so cheap. And they have a little stand that they just sit on your counter or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So, anyways, I lo- I love this thing. It's, yeah, uh, I tried to use one of these for a while to actually froth milk up to make like cappuccinos oh, or whatever, and it's not good for no, that. These little hand no, ones. it's not. But that's why I was like, oh no, that's I don't like this recommendation. But I really like this recommendation as very fast spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't use it for actually, yeah, like a you know steaming like cappuccino foam or something. No way, it won't work. But if it's literally just mixing. It does amazing work. Like we have these like little to try in the hopes of drinking less coffee. We have like these little bags of powders of like, you know, different like little drinks and stuff. And it just it's an, it does an amazing job. Not only does it mix really well, but it just adds so much body to everything. Mm. It's great. And like I said, like literally if you have whiskey and you just put some like sugar in there and do this up, it dissolves it really quick. And then it just settles back down. It's not like it you know, changes the whiskey, you know, per se. So anyways, uh, it's a pretty good one. It's really cheap. Okay. I would like to give our listeners the gift of ergonomics. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. Yep. Most monitors and all uh, Apple iMacs and all those kinds of things, they are too low down. And if you just put one of those directly onto your desk, it is not good for you because you will be looking down at it. So I recommend the Grove Made Monitor Stand. Mm. This is a nice wooden uh, monitor stand. You can get it in maple or walnut, so it will hopefully match with uh, your desk environment. Um, And all it does is it raises your computer off the desk, which is great for ergonomics because you should have, uh, you know, you should your your eye line should be pretty close to the top of the computer. Is kind of the way that you would want it. You don't want to be looking down on it. Um, it's not good for your neck or your back. And considering how many people are now working at home, I really hope that our listeners aren't uh, using their laptops directly on their desk or their monitors directly oh. on their desk Oof. because that will come for you. I tell you now, oh yeah, it will come for you. You might think it's fine. Oh, I have no problems. It's just it a time will. until it does. So monitor stands are a good a good investment. Uh, also, these things are cool because it actually gives you a little bit more desk back because you can put things underneath the monitor stand. So, mm. like, you know, if you've got, like, a USB hub or whatever, you can just put just tuck it in under there. Very, very nice. And I like this one a lot. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think I could ever go back. And it, it, it's just, it becomes appalling to me that monitors aren't this height just straight up you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. why would they be designed wrong it's only, <laughs> i mean like go. if you buy an external monitor most external monitors have adjustable stands i mean apple's incredibly but does it expensive get monitor. oh yeah i mean like i have an lg monitor uh, to be fair it is called the ergo from the ergo range but, <laughs> mm. uh it, it has a very adjustable stand and it's it's basically got its own vesa uh, like arm built into it but i also have mm. like a, a a dell and that has a, a high adjustable stand um, like Apple, the Pro Display has a high adjustable stand, but that's the mm-hmm, only one. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed yeah, when but they I've, didn't put that on the iMac. Maybe yeah. I'm just tall, but it seems like when I look at those, it looks like the maximum height is like just the beginning of where it should be. And maybe I'm just used to like really high up, but I don't know. It feels like like I'm when I'm looking at my monitor, my eyes are dead center on it. Um, yeah, like that's, it's that's you know it's right. like high. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a complete game changer. I we did this because Dan, you did when we so Dan and I both got standing desks. I don't know, twenty twelve or something. And at this around the same time, and I think right then is when I was having a bunch of back problems, and so I did standing desk and then raised the monitor with like an IKEA hack thing. 
Uh, and Dan, you did the same thing, right? You've had like a similar... Yeah, I have a shelf under my yeah. monitor. Yeah. It's... I aim for like, uh, I want my eyes to be like a third of the way down from the top, I found mm-hmm. is pretty comfortable. Yeah. Whatever it is, get it higher. And this yeah, is a good, good pick. Yeah, no. And that Grove made things been out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make lots of them. Over there. Uh the one the one that, like they make like ones that are full desk and stuff like that. This is just like mm-hmm. it's it's the footprint is smaller which I think works pretty well for me. This is this falls if you have a friend who is currently raising their monitor with a stack of programming <laughs> books, then this falls exactly in my philosophy where <laughs> Like, Just you know swap it out. <laughs> It'll look much nicer, and uh, they don't have to change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, do you think book is book the most used object in that context? Uh, Probably, I think a lot right? of people put book. put uh, like the computer if it's small enough. I've seen this a lot, like a laptops especially the laptop on the laptops box. I see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I would expect it's probably books, right? You just got a bunch of books and you put your computer on top of the books. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, just as a side note, just get an external keyboard and mouse, please. I, just, I, I see people just like going away on, on a laptop trackpad on their desk all day looking down. It's just like, <laughs> oh, this my. is part I of just, it. This is once you get the monitor up there or you get the laptop elevated. Then you yeah. need the keyboard and mouse, which is good because then you can get it in a better position. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, if you man. if you've transitioned to working from home and you haven't yet like gone for that, this actually might just be a good thing for you just to put all this stuff on your on your gift list this year. It's not exciting, but a keyboard and mouse, it's an night external and monitor, you really it's going to make a big difference to your life in the long term. Yeah, and this you know it's not going anywhere. Take it from me, three home. broken down old men. all right my next pick is the always pan by a company that's called our place it's like instagram has now found its way into this show i get advertised (laughs) this pan about 12 times a day do you uh are you ever tempted to purchase it? Yeah, but I feel like there's no way it's that good. But now I think you're about to tell me this. It's this was our good. Christmas last year. Yeah, this you received this or give the or gave this? Both. Time. We got one yeah. and then gave like two of them away. Yeah. Well, there you go. I I received this as a gift and uh, it's pretty good. My first reaction to receiving it was. I already have a pan. Why do I need another pan? <laughs> and it's really nice. It just uh, it just kind of nails the details. Uh, there's lots of little things to like about it. My so my favorite feature by far is the handle is attached to the pan without uh, like being screwed in to where you have those little nubs on the interior of the pan, which are. That's like where scrambled egg collects. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and so to have just a totally clean surface, we make scrambled eggs basically every morning in this pan. Um, that seems like a small detail, but it's so nice. And it oh, makes yeah, the, the, big... the pan much easier to clean. Uh, just a bunch of little details. Like it has little like poor spouts on either like little indentations. If you're like, draining grease or doing whatever the lid is really clever and that 
how you have it turned you can have it like releasing steam or completely sealed uh there's like a spatula which i don't actually use but it's like designed to rest on the handle so it's like basically a built-in spoon rest type thing um there's like there's a steamer basket that comes with it there if you want to do an add-on you can have like uh dumpling like steamer things um so it's just really thoughtfully designed uh lots of functionality and like i said we've been using it every day for over a year and it's really nice have you noticed the sticky the non-stickiness getting less non-sticky it has yeah it has gone down a little bit Um, yeah so that's that's what i've that's the down that's what i've read you know there's been this great debate right it's like not like fancy teflon non-stick this ceramic non-stick or just like yeah like a steel like a it's not called raw steel but i forget what it's called um like just well seasoned pan not cast iron but you can like season actual steel and you know the this ceramic i don't know why but it loses its like non-stick and i can definitely attest to that uh that Mm -hmm. ours have gotten way less non-sticky um Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it may just be a thing where it's just something you just rebuy uh, if you use it a ton, if you want the nonstick, because um, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's you can get anything to last forever unless it's like, oh, it's carbon steel. Uh, I think like high carbon steel pan, where if you season it well, then it does just last for forever. It just gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is that is something I've noticed about them. But in general, I like them. I also like how light they are because they're mm-hmm. aluminum. Uh that they're i mean they're significantly because it's a big pan so i mean i'm pleased to hear it's light because that was one of my worries about it is that it was going to be heavy yeah and we actually have another ceramic non-stick pan that's bigger than this and it's got like a steel handle and it is significantly heavier than this so this is definitely like the lightest it feels like a little toy um so that is pretty nice. And that's what we got them f- like for my mom and aunt last year uh, for Christmas. A lot because of that reason, because they're like l- really light and nonstick. So it's funny. So I just uh, I took the link and I texted to my wife, said, Dan's picked this because and she just texted me back in all caps, the pan. Proving she also gets the same amount of ads for this oh, pan yeah. that I do. So it is now made its way to the top of our Christmas list. Because nice. I have been wondering if this pan was something that I wanted. Um, and it seems like the answer is yes. It's good. Yeah, I mean, it's good. There's, you know, besides the nonstick eventually wearing some, but that's, I think, mm-hmm. just unavoidable. They just, mm-hmm. they do. I mean, I mean, right now yeah. it's on sale. But even if it's top price, it's like 125 in pounds. For like a good pan, I would expect that. And honestly, like from what we've, you know, we've had nonstick pans with like T-file pans and stuff like that. They always have to be replaced. Like um, yeah. if you want to keep the nonstickness, I mean, you can. You and can have their colorways are awesome. They are. Like that's the cool thing. They have nice. a really nice colorway selection. Uh, we have the dark gray one, I think. Cool color. Yeah, we're real cool over here. <laughs> that's, that's the same great one I exciting have. That's the same one I have, We too. bought the gray one. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's a nice gray. It's not just yeah. a gray. It's like an yeah. a thoughtful, like, charcoal gray. It's, it's actually nice. Char. It's not just like, you know. Char. But the sage, I think we got the sage for someone. Now, they have this mm. red, which... These are good-looking pants. Yeah. All right, well, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> we're going to get it now. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> cool. 
Uh, okay, it's me, right? Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Uh, the next one is a game called Hive, and it's a two-player game. And uh, it's a really great game for a bunch of reasons. One, it's hard to find a, two, a good two-player game that, like, holds up and... This is a board game? You know, a board game. Yeah, it's not a board game, but it's, yeah, it's like a board game. Um, the other nice thing about it is it's very small and compact. So they ha- the normal version of it, or I'll send the link to it. The normal version of it comes, it's basically like a little set of like 12 or so, like little hexagon, plastic hexagons that are nice. Like they kind of feel like uh, dominoes kind of. Um, they come in a little bag, but then there's actually a travel version, which I was actually unable to find, um, which even is even smaller. But anyways, it's just a little bag. So it's the perfect game to travel with or just kind of cruise around with. And it's an awesome game because it's kind of like chess where each piece uh, has a different kind of move it can do. And it's just like infinitely complex. And the cool thing is they have, I think, like three or four different add-ons, which are just like different pieces you get. And as you get better, those add-ons really increase the complexity of the game, but in a simple way. And you just kind of add, just throw a couple more pieces into your bag. Um, and so this is like a really amazing game, uh, I think. It's one of my favorite games by far. And hmm. it's really quick, too. It's like, you know, may, you know, 10, 15 minutes at the most. There's like zero setup. So it's one of those great things where it's like, hey, you want to play a game for 10 minutes? You can just get it out, That's you know, cool. and then you're done. It's not like Catan or something where you're like, okay, well, let's set this up and set aside all this time. So, Are the rules um, complicated? No, incredibly simple. Like, I could explain them to you. Because basically, it's just like chess. You just need to know what each piece does. You know, like, oh, this piece can go around. This piece can't do that. So it's really simple. Um, I could play it with... I'm sure you could play with an 8-year-old pretty easily. Definitely a 10-year-old. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, my wife and I play, play it. This is, like, the game we play the most by far. Um, and it's cool because, like, we would tra- like, travel with this game. Because it's so small. That you can just do it. It's like twenty five bucks or something on Amazon. So this is a great, a great one for the definitely for like a married couple or something. Only married nice. couples only. <laughs> married couples only. <laughs> In the eyes of God, you have to be wet or else it's not good <laughs> oh for you. <laughs> uh, my pick isn't so universal. Uh, it's a lamp that I own and really like. Um, yeah. It is the Paul Smith Angle Poise lamp. The mini mm. desk edition uh, it is it is like the lamp mm. design, you know, like it's like you've seen this lamp design before. Yeah, it's like lamp. It's like, like lamp. A Luxo Junior. Yep. Uh, Angle Poise, I think, is one of this. This design is their whole thing, right? Um, hence the name. You know, it's like Angle mm-hmm. and Poise. Uh, and Paul Smith has been collaborating with Angle Poise for years, um, and this is the one that I have. I think is the edition two. There are like five different color editions. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had this thing for a couple of years and it's just a very nice desk object. Obviously it provides light to my desk, which is fine. You know, like I want light on the desk, but really for me, it's just something that I like to look at. I love the colors um, and I think it's very well made. It's very easy to move around. Like the, the mechanism that they have for adjusting is really excellent. Like 
it, mm-hmm. it does what you would want it to do, especially considering that like the mechanism is visible, like the big springs and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I've got to see the big springs, I want the lamp to move very easily and it does. It's very, very adjustable. Um, and you can like you can really extend it quite far out, you know, like you can pull it towards you. You can have it go up high and shine down. So it's a really, really nicely made lamp. Um, I love it very much. The colors are awesome on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they have non-Paul Smith ones, which are probably cheaper um, as well, but uh, I, I really like them. They also make massive ones uh, <laughs> as well, this company. You can get absolutely huge floor lamp versions, which is really interesting. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Very cool. Cla- Trey Classe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, it's nice. Is it a LED or halogen or what's the... I have a hue bulb, bulb in it. Thing? So it's like a regular okay, bulb, so but you can put, you know, whatever kind of bulb you want in there. So it's like a screw-in. It's not like a LED puck. It's like a screw-in bulb. Correct. You need you put your own you put your own bulb in there. Gotcha. Very cool. Back to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this last one fits the theme, but sadly, it disobeys the philosophy oh. that I harked mm-hmm. on so thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I think beginning. I've I think I've worked out the theme. about seeing the final item by the way I forgot there was a theme and now things made out of metal that's what it is right things made out of metal you got it you got it Uh, it is the paprika app application yeah I worked out the theme made out of metal I don't know if this is even a good gift. Do people give apps to people as gifts? I suppose you can do that. I suppose that there's a mechanism. A yeah, well, this one's a little pricey, right? A little bit, yeah, especially the Mac app. So I think it's uh, if you can work out how to navigate the gift. The Mac giving. app is 26 pounds. I don't mm, know what mm-hmm. that yeah. means in dollars. Yeah, I think it's 30 bucks here <laughs> in the U.S., uh, but this app is a recipe manager and it is amazing. And the most amazing thing about it is their web parser engine thing where all you have to do is feed it a URL and it doesn't matter if there's, if the web page is riddled with ads and javascript or if there's like a four page dissertation before they actually give you the recipe it uh it finds it like i've literally never had it not parse the recipe perfectly uh like it's pretty amazing um it and it like distinguishes between ingredients and uh the directions it breaks the directions in the steps and into steps if you uh if in the directions it's like do this for three minutes the three minutes is is actually like a button that you can press to just have a timer happen like in the app if you wanted to uh the the ingredient quantities you can like change them you know you can double it or whatever it's just like really thoughtfully designed they seem to have thought of every single detail but again once you go back to just like i'm just going to throw this your this incredibly messy you know url to you that has a recipe on it somewhere uh and it just pulls it out and then you have everything just in nice in one place uh all collected together and so i use it primarily just on my phone when i'm in the kitchen but you know there's an ipad and a mac component as well so super good uh, I, I will yeah. give a second recommendation on this. I don't know if it's as it's. I don't think it's as fully featured, but it's also nice. Uh, Mela M E L A 
Uh, it's mm-hmm. made by the same guy, Sylvia Rizzi, who makes the Reader RSS app. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is this is Mela is very beautiful as an application. I don't mm-hmm. think it is as fully featured as Paprika. Mm-hmm. Is it? Uh, is there an ongoing subscription fee to use it? Um, I think it's a one-time upfront payment. Yeah. And that's true of Paprika, which is actually surprising. Um, as you know, as we know, most apps have kind of mm-hmm. moved to a subscription model. It's actually I'm pretty surprised that, that you can still just buy this <laughs> for one fee. So that's why I kind of allowed it in the gift giving category because if it you know, you can't give someone an app and be like, Enjoy your monthly fee uh from <laughs> here on that. So here's the free trial. This is from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think if <clears throat> beyond like our children's like photographs of our children, I think if you destroyed Casey's, my wife's Casey's uh, paprika like database would be like the second worst thing for <laughs> her to lose in her life. Like she's been using paprika for as long as I can remember, at least uh-huh. like five years or six years. And yeah, it's like the it's like where everything is and uh she is equally a convert she's mm-hmm. been on it for a long time and thinks it's awesome i don't know what it is but i really struggle with recipes on devices i for mm-hmm. some reason i like recipes to be printed out i don't know why this is mm. i think i don't like scrolling or touching yeah. Yeah, a screen yeah. when yeah. i'm cooking yeah 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 and your phone turning off mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, yeah. like you got to unlock it every time you go. But like, I, I I like it just like in a book or like in a guide or just print it out on a piece of paper. Like that tends to be what I like when I'm cooking. Like I, I find devices to be quite frustrating. But um, yeah, I, cool. I don't actually disagree with that. Um, but I think you could probably still use paprika as a uh library and i'm pretty sure mm. you can print you can. from paprika and it'll mm-hmm. format it nicely that's a good, that's a good um, thought that's a good thought yeah, yeah if you want to kill a bunch of trees oh you could replant them <laughs> the recipes <laughs> the trees <Yeah. laughs> print out those trees <laughs> who's up next cool i'm lost now. me okay Tom. i am me uh, this is a, you would have to be really generous to give these as a gift, <laughs> <laughs> but you could just give them to yourself, I guess. But, uh, basically I have specific picks, but the world of like cleaning robots has really gotten ah. better. Okay. So we now have two, we have a, we have like the Roomba, which is kind of makes the best of these things. Uh, we have like a vacuum and a mop robot for our upstairs and our downstairs because we have like slowly realized that we never have to clean our floor again. Wait, do you have, we have only four Roombas? Yeah. Wow. Living the life. <laughs> wow. Because here's the thing: we, pens. <laughs> we have a lot. Well, no. Here's the thing: we have so much. We have like a lot of floor, like hard mm-hmm. floor. Mm-hmm. And three children and a muddy dog. And so the amount of time we were spending cleaning floors was like hours a week. Like a lot of time. And so these literally do the job. It's like shockingly. So we had Roombas like seven years ago or something. We we got one. 
Um, and it was always, I was like always very disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years ago, I was like, uh, I'll look again. And so I got like a cheaper shark one. And, it, you know, it like worked. It was better, but it was still kind of want, want. Um, but then uh, we tried getting like one of the good uh, Roombas that have the thing where it like it goes and parks itself at this like vacuum cleaner basically yep. and it sucks out the stuff so you don't have to change its little bin it changes its own bin and it mapped our complex house with like toys and stuff all on the floor in a day like in one run and it's pretty amazing how they've got now to where you can like say i want you to clean like under the kitchen table and it will like go and more shockingly, the mopping robot, which I was like, there's no way this is going to work, but we'll like try it and like send it back if we don't like it. It literally mops around each leg under our dining room table, like mm-hmm. of the chair, like each chair leg. It like goes around each little one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty amazing. They're like so diligent. It's kind of like very, we're always like very pleased walking in the robots are like very diligently <laughs> cleaning the floor. We're like, oh, you're so, you're so cute. You're Do you so have awesome. names? Did you name them? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, Dbot is the one, and then um, I forget our kids named them all. But I we don't refer. You can like set up Alexa and stuff to like yep. you know say you know to like command them, but we just like use the app, so I forget their names. But Dbot is one of them. Yeah, but we um, have a we have is, a Roomba and we call it Robbie. We have the which <laughs> we have the one before they introduced the uh, little stand thing. Oh, several things are different. They the they've kind of grown leaps and bounds. I think in the last couple of years, because just like the AI and the mapping yeah, technology we don't has have gotten room. way better. It ra- it maps the room, but we can't tell it to go to a place. So like yeah. it was just before we were thinking so about that technology, getting one for the studio at some point. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the difference that makes the difference. But I will say, I'm not really. So Roombas are very expensive. Like the high-end ones are like 900 bucks or something. But there is a YouTube channel called Vacuum Wars. And it's this guy who reviews all vacuums that come out. And he does, he puts them through this like litany of tests. Like he like sprinkle, he has like this section of carpet and he sprinkles like sand in it and weighs it before and after to see like what percentage of sand it picks up and like hair and all. he has all these tests. And he's and uh, it's all affiliate links, so he's not like sponsored by anyone. So it's pre- it's like I'm pretty unbiased seeming, but this guy's obviously like huge vacuum nerd. But the these robot vacuums are coming out like at a crazy clip, like several like like several a month are coming out. Mm-hmm. And so if I wouldn't even recommend Roomba, what I would recommend if you're interested is go to Vacuum Wars, and he does a very good job of like ranking them and has Top all kind of five videos. best robot vacuums of 2021 i just clicked yeah. the video and there's like mm-hmm. 40 vacuum robots in this room and they're all just i know he, he this is like it's like absolutely the source for information it's like clear it's like oh there's one here's the source like this is all mm-hmm. you need <clears throat> and they definitely there's cheaper ones now there's probably ones that are like three or four hundred bucks and these things way go on sale around the holidays uh so i would you know if if you and some of them work really well on carpets, some better on hardwood floors. It's a, it's a, it's like a very complex thing to kind of wade through. But um, all I'm saying is it's worth re-looking at because in the past couple of years, the technology has like really changed in terms of how capable they are and being the the fact that they can go back to the little their little bin and like empty themselves and then start again or just go charge. It really does make it like you don't touch this thing for like a month, you know. 
Unless it gets like stuck on something, which is pretty rare, at least in our house. So yeah, I'm in the camp of buying one seven years ago, returning it, and then kind of giving up on the uh, category. The dream. So perhaps I need yeah. to reevaluate. I mean, the thing that I when do you run them? Like, do you run them at night or do you just have uh, them they're going? They're pretty loud. So I, the mopping ones aren't, but the vacuum ones are pretty loud. And yeah. so you could, but they're kind of, and they bang sometimes into but, your door and stuff. But how do you, like, I'm sure just with the children, there's just like toys or shoes or whatever, just always scattered. You just accept that, like, that patch of floor is not cleaned wherever there's a toy or whatever? Well, or? It depends. So, like, let's pretend there was, like, literally a Hot Wheel car on the floor. Mm-hmm. Well, that would just push it out of the way. Let's pretend there was, like, a shirt on the floor. Mm-hmm. It would go around it, but clean everywhere but right under the shirt. Like, right. these things are incredibly agile. It's it's kind yeah. of shocking. Like, I yeah. know about, like, electronics and computer vision and, like, computer programming and the algorithms that somewhat run these things. And I was shocked when we first got these things that mm. it, that it could pull it off. Like, you can literally... I can pick up the robot, walk with it to the other side of the house, set it down, and push the go home button, and it will go home immediately, like yeah. directly. It's like shocking. Yeah. So it, they've gotten way better at navigating. It used to be that they were really dumb, and they would just like do this really simplistic pattern and just run into stuff. That is not the case anymore. Like They're, they're pretty good. So How, Does we, it detect things? So like you have the mopping one that's yeah. you know essentially a wet mop and then you have yeah. the vacuum one that's like for dry materials like can it detect yeah. i remember there was like that horror story <laughs> like several years ago where like the dog like pooped oh, like in poop. the house and the vacuum yeah. just like dragged like the poop literally oh over every square inch of the house <laughs> and so that was act- that was actually a fear for me with our cat is like sometimes he'll puke and like we won't realize it immediately and so that i was like oh i can very much see that exact thing happening where it just like drags puke everywhere uh is that have they gotten smarter in that regard (laughs) there's actually i think i just sent this in the gazette or something i think there is literally that's like one of their main things they like are trying to iterate on is like yeah that that exact problem and i yeah i don't know how successful because we don't have that how successful that is Mm. um my guess would be if it was like vomit, it would maybe just go over it, but maybe not. I don't know. We actually don't have that issue so much. But um, but yeah, so we don't really haven't had that exact problem. But the mopping one would just probably mop it up pretty yeah. well if it was like wet vomit. So the the other criticism I, I had when we tried it, you know, seven years ago or whatever, I'm curious if this is better, is... Like, it would go into a room, and let's say there's, like, a chair in the corner or something, and it was doing its thing, and it was vacuuming, but it was doing it in such a seemingly nonsensical, kind of, like, frustrating way that it was just like, Mm -hmm. this seems not efficient. Like, it seems like this is taking way too long to do this, and it's like, yes, it probably is getting every square inch, but, like... I don't want a vacuum running for 30 minutes, what could be like 15 seconds if it was just me vacuuming it, you know? So like, have that, has it improved in that regard? Yeah. So it's like night is night and day. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so not only 
uh, is it now they seem incredibly efficient. It seems like how you would do it, right? They mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. go in like these super precise parallel lines and like uh -huh. do the whole space. Uh -huh. The other thing is you can set very specific keep out zones. So let's say, like for instance, we do have one piece of furniture that's like a end table where the bottom the bottom of it has like a metal it's like sitting on a metal square basically mm -hmm. um like the bottom of, it's like a hollow cube right mm -hmm. and so the robot sometimes gets like stuck in there it's like the only place where it kind of gets stuck and it not it will eventually get out but it just makes a lot of racket mm -hmm. so i just made a little keep out zone in the app like around that piece of furniture and it just doesn't go by mm -hmm. it anymore right mm -hmm. it just like keeps like an inch from it or something. Yeah. And so not only is it really efficient now at like finding their way and doing these efficiently, you can like very explicitly say where you want it to go and where you don't want it to go. So it makes, it makes it feel way more efficient. Like for instance, the main thing that we vacuum or mop is just like the area in our kitchen, dining room and by like our, you know, garage entry door where mm -hmm. most of the stuff happens. And that's like our main kind of program for it. And, and that's what it mostly cleans, you know, like every day or something. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it feels like it, it, now, they honestly now feel like the thing you thought it was going to be like seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. it's like, you're a smart robot, you'll do it. <laughs> they finally actually feel that way. And that's what's, you know, uh, interesting about it all. So it's just definitely worth like a look at again, because it's definitely, it's changed a, a ton. Nice. Yeah. The Bellroy Tote Pack. Ooh. Tote pack. Tote pack. It is a half tote bag, half backpack. That is what I like about this bag. Oh my! How how, how is that? <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Oh, I see. You can tuck the backpack handles away, like inside yeah. of the bag. What um, I was looking for was like a commuter bag, and mm -hmm. this fit pretty perfectly for me for the sense of sometimes I do kind of want to carry my bag that has my laptop in it like a tote bag just in my hands yeah. and then sometimes I might have some extra stuff in there so I want to put it on my back but the idea being I just wanted the flexibility and what I've come to really like is like getting in and out of a car for example having those huge handles like the tote bag handles just makes mm -hmm. it really easy like the, this bag is the easiest bag I've ever had to just pick up like to just grab mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the handles are so pronounced because they're tote bag handles uh, i really like this bag a lot it's you know it, it's this is definitely it's like it doesn't have a ton of storage space but it's that's not what i was looking for i was looking for something where i could throw in like an umbrella uh, a couple of notebooks some pens my laptop and then just have an open space for maybe other things you know like maybe i want to put my gym kit in there or i want to put some lunch in there or whatever um, I found it to be a, a truly excellent kind of like everyday commuting style bag. So it's very nice. It's very slim, um, but it's got a bit of space that you can put into it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a very nice thing at what I what I wanted to do. Nice. What size laptop do you put in there? Like an Air style or like a fourteen inch MacBook, MacBook Pro? Pro now goes in there. Look at you. Look at you. It mm -hmm. says fits yeah, up nice. to sixteen nice inches. These sle the straps tuck away if you just want it to be a pure, 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 tote, pure tote bag. Yeah, pure tote you can bag. you can unclip them and then they slip uh, inside of the little part on the back. 
I see, I see. Oh, yeah, he did, he's doing it here in this video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is nice. I have a Waterfield bag, uh, which I don't think they make anymore, which uh, I bought for the same reason. To I bought for the same job that you have this bag for, mm-hmm. but this actually seems like it's better. It would do a better job. I really like Belroy products. Like yeah. uh, Belroy, Belroy wallet, and I have some of their like pouches for tech packing stuff, mm-hmm. um, like to go in like a carry on or whatever. Yeah, I really like that stuff. It's really nicely made and nicely designed. And this this bag was like just a, an excellent find. I was very happy that I found it because it was exactly what I was looking for. Does this stand up? Yes. Like if it, so like sitting next to you, it like stands up. It's kind of big enough bottom. Yeah, it has. I mean, obviously, it depends on what you've got in it, but most mm-hmm. of the time, yeah. yeah, it will stand up. I like the internal, like those side pockets for a water bottle or pouch or whatever. Yeah, they're That's good. Nice. I put. I will tend to put like a say like a drink or something on one side and yeah. an, an umbrella on the other side. Just as that permanently. Good. Good stuff. Yeah, this is a nice one. This is a nice little bag. I don't go anywhere, so mm-hmm. I don't really need a backpack, I guess. <laughs> You're not living that city life, dude. No. <laughs> I'm not. Cool. Gift guide. We, di- we did it. Gift guide. <clears throat> another yes. another wildly successful episode. This was actually this <laughs> came together really well. <laughs> See you in two years. Wait, which color do you have, Mike? What color of this bag do you have? The color that I have, uh, I don't think they make anymore. Um, oh. Which was like, it was a, it's like a green and cream colorway, um, but oh. they do not, they do not seem to make anymore. Mm. Not cream, like tan maybe, but like they have a green, but it's not the one I have. Mm. But it's it's kind of like my one is a combo of like leather and and the like uh, cloth material, the nylon. Cool beans. Yeah, we did it. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We'll be back before the holidays. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you know, well, you can't do you can't do a holiday gift guide episode on December fourteenth. It's kind of no, pointless. you really can't. That would be should last we, minute. Should we reveal the uh, studio need discount code a little bit early this year? <laughs> sure or no? Sure, ten <laughs> percent sure. off everything in our store. Wow, what is the code? Sure. Uh, well, we haven't actually set it up yet. I think we're going to make the code. Supply chain, all one word. <laughs> yeah, That's supply excellent. chain. Supply yes. chain. Oh, and you'll get ten percent off. You don't want to do anything. global supply chain or just supply chain? No, too long. Just let's keep chain. it. Let's keep it short. And I will say, the Mark One is a perfect example of the gift giving. <sighs> philosophy mm. it's just a it's just a nicer version of something someone is already using so just yep. give it to them it'll it'll slide right into their life perfectly just Again, gonna say yep. that i i endorse this 100 the mark one is better than the pen that the person in your life is already using almost certainly yeah, yeah. thanks mike anytime <laughs> Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. 
You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 74.